Wednesday, August 18th, day four, part A. Okay, what am I working on today? What do I want to focus on? I was just thinking about how much I really like being in a relationship. It's definitely my preference. And I think, I know, I'm good at it because I work hard to practice what I preach and be emotionally responsible and communicative and vulnerable and authentic and kind. I'm far from perfect. But when folks have relationship questions, I'm your woman. I can definitely help you get to the heart of matters and find a path forward. But dating, good Lord, don't come to me for dating advice because it's a goddamn crapshoot out there. A girlfriend once asked, why isn't this guy initiating anything sexual with me? On our first date at the Padres game, he was really physically affectionate. But we've been on like six dates now and nothing. When we're alone, he avoids it. So I say, ah, I think I might know what's going on. And I should inform you, I was a few glasses of wine into this conversation. She responds, oh yeah? What? What do you think it is? So I say... He only has one ball. He's embarrassed about it. So it takes longer to initiate sex. Maybe he's had cancer or something and he isn't sure how to bring it up and discuss it. And as if that wasn't helpful enough, I go on to share. I hooked up with a guy a few times, but then didn't see him for like two years because we lived in different areas of the country. And in the intervening years, he, which totally sucks, had testicular cancer. The next time I saw him, I wasn't interested in hooking up anymore because I wasn't emotionally attracted to him anymore, and I turned down his sexual advances. We were sharing a room at a conference with another friend of ours, and we're all laying on the beds, having conversations, and he's trying to put a move on me. And he actually said, you know, I had cancer, right? He was trying to use his one ball and cancer experience to his advantage and guilt me into sex. So I say to my friend, you know, you got to watch out for those uniballers. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So as you see, I am super helpful with dating advice. I'm actually going to pause for a moment here. Um, And while I'm telling you true stories and most certainly don't mean to be making light of testicular cancer or any cancer or disease. So let's do a quick PSA for testicular cancer because I don't feel like I hear it discussed enough and early detection is key. Like with many things. So I'm pulling this from the Mayo Clinic website And they say, compared with other types of cancer, testicular cancer is rare, but testicular cancer is the most common cancer in American males between the ages of 15 and 35. What are the signs and symptoms you might look for? A lump or enlargement in either testicle, a feeling of heaviness in the scrotum, a dull ache in the abdomen or groin, abdomen, A sudden collection of fluid in the scrotum. I gotta say that one confused me. I was like, what? Like, how do you feel that? Anyway, pain or discomfort in a testicle or the scrotum, enlargement or tenderness of the breasts, and back pain. And cancer usually only affects one testicle. So this is what I thought was interesting. Some doctors recommend testicular self-examinations to identify this at its earliest stages, but not all doctors agree. So when should you see a doctor? Well, the Mayo Clinic said if you detect any pain, swellings or lumps in your testicle or groin area, especially if these signs and symptoms last longer than two weeks. So I'm just going to say, take care of your boys. They take care of you. All right. Back to my regularly scheduled program. The dating world is a goddamn crapshoot of oddness and confusion and terrible communication and people at all different levels of emotional intelligence and social awareness. And I feel quite mired in all of that right now.
So my focus today, I think my primary focus will be to reflect more on what flirting means to me, especially after my conversation with Ben last night, and also on staying more embodied in my pussy, which I I don't know why I feel the need to have to say it with that tone of voice. And after 17 years of practicing mindfulness, I'm pretty good at moving through my days with an open heart and being present to the nuances of emotions and sensations and shifts in my body. But how can I continue to extend that to my crotch? And should I really use the word crotch? Where the hell does the word crotch come from? And why does it sound so not sexy? And is it connected to crotchety? Anyway. I'm also remembering times that I felt unabashed and free in my flirting with men and women because it felt safe, fun, open, consensual. And this was when I was on the leadership team for the Sex Positive San Diego organization. It was so fun, so energizing, so empowering because a foundational teaching of that organization is consent with an understanding of the nuances of ongoing communication and assumptions and games and consent in social and sexual situations. And all of us in leadership really took this to heart and modeled and practiced it, which was just a fucking delight to experience. 